Hello, and welcome to podcast number 18. This is Mystic Grace Podcast, uh, broadcasting from Sedona, Arizona, once again. The last uh, podcast was from here as well. And with the same beloved friends here, Drs. JJ and Desiree Hurtock, whose headquarters are here in Sedona, Arizona. I just moved here about a month ago, which is quite the miracle. And I am so grateful to have them here for a little bit longer so we can do the next podcast. Um, Dr. Hurtock suggested that I introduce myself a little more about who I am and why I am. And so the Mystic uh, Grace is because I'm from Mystic, Connecticut. Grace is my middle name. And these podcasts were born in Mystic, Connecticut about almost three years ago now in August. It has been a privilege and an honor to traverse this world and and do these podcasts as they are divinely inspired. I do have a background in radio, television, and theater from Boston to New York to California, actually. And also, I'm an all-faith minister, and I do spiritual counseling, which is really my specialty and uh, gifts. And I'm also um, going to be doing more of a sound healing on a vibroacoustical sound healing table that I'll be setting up here in Sedona. So I'm going back into service and back into business uh, with my spiritual life and my and my love for God and my love for for humanity here. And I'm so grateful to have met these friends and these teachers 25 years ago, maybe or more. But we're not saying about it anyway. Um, so once again, uh, this is Dr. JJ and Desiree Hurtock, and they are founders and teachers of the Academy for Future Science. Uh, welcome to your headquarters <laughs> here, which is where we are. I want to dedicate this podcast number 18 to all the 18 year olds out there and the 19 year olds and all of the graduates out there that, you know, will be getting in their caps and gowns and staying in their cars and, uh, having a whole different kind of uh, graduation this time. I have two nieces and I wanted to dedicate it to um, that age group and speak to that age group. And I asked them to prepare some questions for uh, Dr. Hurtock so that they can answer some of these profound questions and really uh, try to help one another along you know, with really what is what is going on. So let me just have them uh, speak for a few minutes and uh, tell us how you're feeling and where you're at. Thank you for the nice introduction. Well, we are so happy to be here in Sedona, which is really the crossroads of the indigenous heritage, as well as the future heritage of young minds and what we call seniors who are interested in bringing educators and people of experience really to the front of new knowledge. So this is an amazing time, as you mentioned. Uh, many of these young people are wondering, what is their future? And I think that that's really what we want to address. And we are the Academy for Future Science. And so we think there will always be a science and there will always be a future. We both encourage this. So don't give up. That's our first thing to say to all peoples around the world, no matter who they are, where they are, that uh, there's going to be much more that we can all contribute to our own lives and to the lives of others in the near future. And we've worked worldwide as social scientists looking at human relations. We work with ancient cultures as archaeologists, and we work with some of the ex-astronauts in terms of spaces of the future. And 
amongst the stars, within the stardust of the eyes. And so we bring poetry, spiritual insights, and philosophy together with new breakthroughs in science. Namely, we're interested in the whole picture, the holistic picture of how we work together as functional human beings, going through the ups and downs of planetary change, recognizing our resources are diminishing, but also recognizing that we have fantastic cosmic potential in our soul, in our inner essence. But actually, I have to say, I think one of the hardest things we do on this planet is to really work cooperatively with others. And so that's so important now as you go out and you start living your dream. Don't stop living your dream. But it's very important that you find this, you know, vibe, your your spiritual family. That's one of the things that we're going to be talking about as we wrap up this program. But I, I guess it'll I'll mention at the beginning that, you know, you're going to be finding people that you are really going to work with and be with. In fact, I've often said, you know, don't marry your college sweetheart or your high school sweetheart. Wait until you actually get out and go into the real world because it's a whole new reality. And so important to find people then that vibe with whatever you're going to be doing in life. Right. Find the spice of life, which is the spirituality, the pragmatic, the imaginative, the co-creative, and the energy force that you really need to bring to the world of tomorrow. And so we're going to look at some of these very important questions. And you recommend highly about uh, sacred language and sacred music, and it really is about the linguistic and the linguistic program. I asked uh, Abby, actually, um, if she could uh, do her own curriculum, what kind of classes would she like to take? So we mentioned space law. She said that that uh, home economics... <laughs> She actually said, so what about, about, about that sort of thing, the practicality? And I have to say, one of the things I'm really happy about seeing a lot of young people do is yoga and yoga and eating right and being more consciously aware. So I even have a friend that actually is a professor at a university. And I told her one of the classes she should teach is to understand food because a lot of people, you know, they think it tastes good or they think it looks good and they don't understand how it relates to their body. So teaching this and becoming aware, I would give Abby credit to say, you know, home ec, but not home ec as we know it is just teaching you to sew and, and to maybe, you know, make a, a cake. I mean, I'm talking about understanding the ingredients, understanding where food has come from, what's in the plastic bags that we may buy or the boxes versus the natural foods that come into the food store and all the different details about organic versus not organic, you know, are those valid or not valid? All these things really should be taught in schools and they haven't been. So it may be the young people that have to uh, really do this for themselves because I don't think teachers are out there really giving that knowledge. But going back to yoga, I mean, yoga really means union. And union is with nature, Union is with yourself, feeling comfortable with yourself, and union is with everything that's going on around you. So it's one thing to create a posture, you know, that makes your body feel good. But if you really understand what it is, it really, in a sense, is a meditation. And so we actually, as the Academy for Future Science, even though we talk about science, we also talk about the whole whole body or the wholeness. And one of the things we encourage people to do is to take time out either in the morning or the evening, or if you're inclined both to, you know, do that 
state of meditation. And what you'll find within yourself is that you actually bring forth a uh, a balance in your system. If you go out all day, you're in Wi-Fi, you're in cell phone contact, you know, your body's getting a little bit whacked out of balance. And by, you know, meditating, you're actually aligning what we would say your physical body uh, with its original primordial self or what we call your over self. And so that helps in the physical, but it also helps in the mental and the spiritual. And one of the things that it actually does, which is important, is you'll find you become in tune to other things going on around you. You start getting clarity. Now, we would believe that some of that clarity comes not from yourself only, but it comes from, we'll say, thought forms that reside in your surroundings. Some of that can be negative, but a lot of it can be positive, especially if you're in meditation, then you ask for positive thought forms to come to you, positive insights. And this is so important. I just want to make a little statement here because when we take our time to um, do this, we actually will find that we are not alone and we expand our consciousness and our awareness more and more. We realize that there are synchronicities that happen in our lives. And these synchronicities are really important. And you couldn't plan some of the synchronicities that would take place in your life. And I know, Colleen, I often point to you because you've had these amazing things that just come in the right time and the right place. And that's what we need to look for. When we're living right, when we're living, we'll say, through the flow of life and that all of us should, then these ideas come to you, these synchronicities, these encounters with people. I can't even tell you. Let's just take, for example, um, we'll say Woodstock in 1969. Many people have heard of Carlos Santana. Well, you know, there was someone who didn't go or didn't want to go. And so last minute they called Carlos Santana and he came and he became famous for the rest of his life. So it's those kind of things that I'm talking about, those synchronicities. And ironically, Carlos Santana came to be one of our friends and is working with some of the spiritual lyrics that we put out over the last 20 some years. The idea is seize the light in the morning Try to manufacture your breakfast using spiritual food also, which can be a spiritual mantra or sound or something you can hum to yourself so that your whole vibratory system is put on a positive flow plan all throughout the day. And then at the night, why not by again blessing through spiritual attunement, either through musical instrument or whatever you feel comfortable with, or even hearing spiritual music as we'll put at the end of this conversation realizing that all life is vibrations. And the secret to life is the synthesis, the synergy, the coming together of good vibrations, creative vibrations, and those that continue on into the next generation. So you are the new vibration. You are the new face on the block. Go with the culture of light, harmony, and peace, and not with the culture of disruption, violence, and disintegration. And realize the big plan involves all of humanity, Mother Earth. Let her sing to you and let your soul sing to you every day. In that way, you will be able to think on a much higher level. Because Mother Nature is crying to us. She is crying to us because we've been too disruptive. We've violated her non-renewable resources. We've destroyed her rainforest. We've destroyed really the essence of the flora and fauna, as biologists and ecologists refer to it, the the life substances of the jungles that are our 
base for future medicine. So we have to learn to be kind to each other and kind to Mother Earth. And that's a very hard decision because youth is full of vibration. But what we're saying is go to the higher vibrations, go to co-creativity and realize the higher magic and mystery of life is all on that higher level of connecting with those even from the higher levels of the stars. I'm speaking now, even having worked with several astronauts who've seen life in outer space. Can you imagine seeing huge spaceships in outer space? Well, ultimately, this will come out through our government disclosure programs that we're not alone in the universe. But we're being watched as a human civilization. Are we going to grow up, put away our weapons of destruction, put away our violence, and learn to be peacemakers? I mean, we're ultimately in a very dangerous phase right now. We can see biospheric and hemispheric collapse if we use atomic bombs. But within our human psyche, we can also explode the wrong way within our body. If we take the higher plane, we'll learn to ennoble people by the divine spark within everyone. And we'll learn to see the deeper meaning in ancient spiritual mystical text that life is God, and we're part of that God force that we can initiate and use in so many unique ways. Really, if you do meditate or take some time out, whether it's yoga or whatever you'd like in the morning, and if you can in the evening, uh, that helps the consciousness. And we believe that actually, and this is coming out by scientists now today, that consciousness itself is not originating in our brains. That might be a shock to some of you and is not probably what you've been told in school. But this is what some of the more advanced researchers have discovered especially at Stanford Research Institute in California, which has the best minds of the best minds. And the University of Arizona, also Stuart Hameroff, Roger Penrose, David Chalmers, many of these uh, top uh, scientists who have studied the brain, uh, they have found out that really there's a consciousness field. And this also ties into the field, a book by Lynn McTaggart, I would highly recommend. It's an easy read for people. And the idea is that we are kind of radios or and receivers. So we're biotransducers is what we call ourselves. And therefore, you know, if you're trying to solve a problem, uh, you know, you can think intellectually as much as you want. And you do have thought abilities, of course, to think intellectually. But, you know, you're actually also able to pull in this consciousness field to help you understand realities that maybe you don't even know from your learning experience. And yes, you have memory in your brain. I'm not denying that. We're not denying that. Now, taking that a step further, you can also put that energy out into the cosmos. So if you don't like something around you, you can actually shift the energy field around you. And choose your stream of consciousness. It's very important that you can actually open a door, a portal, a channel of information. We're beginning to understand from these top scientists that we're all part of a communication life force. And it will be the ability to decipher this information that's already in the cosmos that will either bring us into the new dimensions of outer space or keep us earthbound. Now, one of the important questions that I've been asked and Desiree has been asked is, is there a life code? If so, how does it work? Well, Einstein said, you know, there's a grand unification theory. It brings together the innermost nature of the human psyche, the human body, with the outermost aspect of physics of the universe. And of course, he was not able to 
come up with a complete answer to the grand unification theory. Why? Because at his time it was known that you were simply dealing with the material world of what you see and measure and replicate. The answer is to recognize consciousness is the hidden variable that allows us to make these quantum jumps or leaps of faith or leaps of creativity from the inner to the outer and from the outer back into the inner. To put it to you in a mathematical way, our human body has 100 trillion cells. We have 10 followed by 27 zeros of electron-proton spins. We've got all this crazy geometry within our body of one muscle talking to another, one bone vibrating with another. How does this relate to the stars and the fact that there are trillions upon trillions of galaxies? And it really comes down to recognizing that consciousness is that life force that connects the smallest, the microcosm, with the macrocosm. So as we hitch our life to the star, we must recognize there is a life code or roadmap that connects us with the cosmos. And is this then our family of light? Is this what we, what you mean by our family of light? It begins with the self-realization of who we really are as we begin to wake up and see with our baby steps that we're not alone in the universe. And we begin to realize, wow, all those stars and galaxies and super galaxies obviously have the same basic building blocks as what went into our body to the energy of the sun, which is a star. We're walking stars because we bring together the basic elements in our body, what is in outer space. And so we're a small cosmos waking up. But along with the self-realization, we have to see how in the physics of the universe, the universe regulates itself. It goes through the ups and downs, the cycles of change. And so the ancients built pyramids. They built temples. They built sacred places to measure the movements of the sun and moon. So they knew we were all connected. But science and religion or spirituality has been separated here in the West. So we think it's all nonsense because we don't understand religion to be, as it were, the sacred cycle of how life comes together in unity, or science, which many see as too much technology, because the real science is the divine science of seeing how things are, again, resynthesized and brought together in balance. So the two parts have to come together. If we understand this, we understand the code of life. Right, so we have a unique cosmology, actually. So Any astrophysicist will now tell you that we are probably not alone in the universe. They will say that it's difficult for someone in a far distant star system to come here. But we'd like to introduce not only that, but the concept that there may be other dimensional realities. Now, string theory is already talking about 10 or 11 dimensions. So are those dimensions void? Are we able to act in them, or are there other beings functioning in them? I leave these questions up to you, and I think by, we'll say, 20, 30 years from now, when you're in your business and doing your work, these answers will be available to everybody on the planet. So we're going through some major changes. I think everyone knows that right now, whether it's the COVID problem or whether it's the uh, the awareness situation of that we realize that we are all one on a small planet and there's environmental uh, problems that are going on that's taking place and also as I mentioned the social I think it's very important as we step out and let us feel ourselves no longer as individuals but we need to see and work with maintaining a greater harmony with nature but also as I mentioned earlier with one another avoid the culture of death and accept the culture of life. Go and interconnect with brothers and sisters throughout the world. 
see the fascination of what Mother Nature is offering to us. Realize that some of you will be able to literally go to space frontiers of the future in the next 30 years and be part of building civilization out of space. Where you have this fantastic environment of using the minerals, the resources. And we're going to be, I'm speaking now of the Academy for Future Science, working with astronauts with new medicines in outer space that will be manufactured. A whole new sociology of living on the surface of Mars, literally. Desiree and I were the first to release the official pictures of the Mars probes in the early 70s, showing that there are pyramids on Mars, literally, that no one can explain, which means somewhere in the past, millions of years ago, the Earth and Mars share the same biosphere, and life evolved earlier on Mars, according to many of my friends at NASA, than on this planet. And life from Mars came to this planet in this way. It's in the mythology of the Zulus in Africa. It's in the mythology of the, the Mayans in Mexico and Guatemala. It's in the mythology, even of our Bible, that there was one time life in the sister planets. Anyway, that was mythologized and people forgot the real science and astronomy. Now we're catching up. And now we're planning really to graduate from humankind into space kind. And so we tell our young people throughout the world when we lecture at the university, you know, begin to invest in the stars, in space technology, in space medicine, in space sociology, because that is where the human race goes, is the resources we're out on Mother Earth. And I also have to say that even though now you maybe know certain things that you don't like about people or don't like about the Earth or don't like about certain social situations... Uh, I understand in terms of peaceful protest, and I don't put that down because the fact is someone has to make a statement. But ultimately, I think what we need to do is really make it within our lives, design what you feel you can change on this planet and move forward in doing that. So do the positive changes you see are necessary for this planet. And we all collectively, you'll find others who want to make those same changes and we can make a real difference. And I honestly believe with the changes going on now, the planet is open for change. So don't hesitate. Do it in a proper way. Sometimes it takes, if you want to be a doctor, for example, yes, you have to start from the ground up. If you want to be, uh, you know, a truck driver, yes, you have to start from a very practical situation. Don't think you're just going to get right into the job, your dream job situation. It's going to take a little work. Plan your future, but don't hesitate in moving forward in it. Especially working with AI, artificial intelligence, especially working with new skills in engineering that will put us into planetary communication. The work of the Academy for Future Science is thus to invite you to participate with us in what we're doing now through the satellite and building a university without walls, where we can work with brothers and sisters in universities in Europe and Africa, even in Asia, recognizing that education is a little here, a little there, that we put together in terms of the realism that's required of us to meet the social needs, to meet the psychological needs, to meet the economic and practical needs. So life is connecting the dots. And those who are going to survive and enjoy life will be those who can see clearly that the dots have to be connected. And there's myriads of opportunities in front of you. Don't say you can't do it. Figure out how you can do it and be willing to take it 
step by step and move ahead and make your dream a reality. And do it with all of your heart. It's really, uh, when you were speaking earlier, Dr. Hurtak, there was a green orb behind your shoulder. Now, I'm the orb lady, remember? Also, but I see the orb, and where does the green, where is, the, where is that on the, in the chakra system? That's your heart, right? The green is your heart. It is that type of energy that has the power and has the the stamina and will will see you through everything and it and it gives you such a boost you know of what of what's really what you're really capable of and Megan and Abby and and patients and all my other uh family members who work with me at the healing center you know you were there as little girls and uh you did some extraordinary things just because your heart was open and you wanted to be a part you know, and of all energy. of us will have friends and loved ones that will be skeptical. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, realize that some of our friends and associates have put out great textbooks that are now available, such as Mind Dynamics in Space and Time, which is all of the top-level research done at Stanford to show in the physical sciences and the mathematical sciences that the mind can see great distant objects and retrieve that through the expanded power of consciousness. Yeah, but watch really in your lives. See things unfold before you. Uh, the synchronicities that we talked about earlier. And you'll find that some of your insights to what you need to do when it really is your mission to do it uh, will not just come from yourself, but actually from this higher consciousness reality that we've been talking about. Now you can call it your guides, you can call it angels, you can call it Jesus or the Christ, you can call it God, depending on what level of reality you're tuning into. But there are energy forces that want you to succeed and will help you in doing so. So use that energy as part of your plan of life and watch your life unfold in a beautiful way. Yes. Well yes, and we try to before do an ethereal chat room. But you you have to want these things and you have to go out on a on a branch and do something different. But I also think you also have to look for them and be open to them. And that's one of the things that we actually teach. Because if you think everything is just physically here and that you have to do everything yourself and nobody's gonna help you, or unless your mother and father are the only ones that are gonna help you, or you have to find a boyfriend to help you, or whatever it is, or a girlfriend to help you, you know, no, there's a whole vast reality that you are a part of, and you can bring in that energy. You can use it hopefully only in positive ways to help humanity. That's also one of the goals. It should always be to help the planet, to help humanity, to help plants and animals, whichever you want to focus on, to move forward, to be better. And that's your role in doing it. Yeah, be the new scientist. Be the, you know, be the future. It's not what you see that that is going to remain it's not going to remain you are part of the change that's why you are here that's why you're you're in the best part of your lives right now and right and, here and especially young women one of the great uh, scientists we work with dr elizabeth rauscher uh, graduated from uc berkeley in mathematics she went on to explore the power of consciousness of course she had great challenges to overcome but eventually we met up with her we published many many papers on the cosmos and again what does this really mean? It means the power of distant communication is available freely. The power of distant healing has been tested. It shows it works. The power of remote viewing or the ability of the mind to see distant objects under certain conditions works. 
the ability of mind dynamics in space and time and beyond space and time. Space and time is an arbitrary construct of science, the old science. The new science is that our mind is omnidirectional. The new science is the mind is here, but it's also in other dimensions. The new science is that we are part of the life force that can explore more of the universe, that can be poet, that can be thinker, engineer, that can be healer, nurse, that can be anything, so long as we keep the harmonic, the balance, because that's the secret of how Mother Nature works. Mother Nature works as a synergistic symphony of many musical vibrations coming together. So keep a faith in your future and in the planet's future. And really, we're truly altruistic beings at heart, which means we really want to see things get better. We want to help one another. We're not negative. So, you know, find your role in life. Make it about helping the planet, which means helping the people, helping things on the planet, and focus on it. Figure out how you can do it. If it takes eight more years of school because you want to be a medical doctor or whatever, plan it, do it, move forward. Don't give up. Don't lose your dreams. So we have a plethora of information in video documents and music from some of the great thinkers and musicians of all times. On our website, scroll down to one film that was done called Wisdom of the Wayshores that goes into the work of Barbara Marks Hubbard, that goes into the work of Daniel Brinkley and so many people in new medicine. Also be aware that we have great music. We work with Stephen Halpern. We work with Carlos Santana. We work with Alice Coltrane. We've got really some of the top musicians in the world that have worked with us. And finally recognize that we have got textbooks of the new science, the new sociology, the new archeology, span they will help us reinterpret the science behind myth and the higher teaching behind certain cultural traditions that don't make sense. We are growing up in a world of absurdity. In fact, that was the name of a book that was written back in the 1960s, Growing Up Absurd. We accept certain situations of scripting from our parents and from society that may not work out in the 21st century. But if we look at the finer nuances or details of language, we'll recognize that behind the basic narrative or story, there is a higher psychology, a higher science that even the great prophets of the ancient scriptures knew about. And my work has been based upon the retranslation of all of the ancient texts we take for granted, the Bible, the lost books of the Bible, the lost text of glorious Greek and Egyptian philosophers, to recognize that all of this points to a great tree of knowledge. And the movements of thought have been through the, all of the branches of the tree of knowledge. But the basic symbol is to see the tree with all of its different branches, not just to cut down the tree for one branch or take one branch of singularity, one narrow-minded path as opposed to the others. We need all of the intellectual and spiritual inputs to realize that we are co-creators. We are shaping a Mandela effect or a mosaic of the beauty and the colors and the music altogether. And if you take this really seriously in terms of how it works with consciousness, you realize that there's no private information that if it's known anywhere in the universe, ultimately you can know it as well. So we have a great possibility of infinite wisdom and infinite understanding. You just have to focus on that and realize also we're not alone in the universe, that there's a lot of energy in addition to your parents and others that are 
wanting you to make a real positive process of your life here on the planet. One of the other questions, what do you believe is going to happen with space and space law in the coming years? Well, having written several articles on space law and work with the astronauts, we're going to make breakthroughs, fantastic breakthroughs, of recognizing what was told to me privately by Gordon Cooper and astronaut Mitchell, that they saw spaceships in outer space. So we're going to recognize that evolution doesn't stop with Mother Earth, that the same biological basis of life on this planet is in what we call exoplanets that have similar atmospheric conditions or Goldilocks conditions as Mother Earth. We're going to recognize that we have friends in space and we're going to be able to have a space law of being able to negotiate with others like ourselves who can give us new science and new insights of where we are in the cosmic scheme of things. So we're going to be building a space civilization. We're going to graduate from Homo sapiens, taking humans to Homo universalis, which is a fancy Latin word for universal humans. We're going to be able to see the ability to go to the stars and our children's children, maybe to other solar systems. So the sky is not the limit, is really the portal for realizing where spirituality, science, and art all come together. This is why we believe in future science, because there always will be a future and there always will be science. But the basic impulse for this is the greater love and the greater harmonic of utilizing the vibrations of life properly. Why you don't lose time, why you don't sacrifice yourself around, along the wrong path or on the wrong altar. You begin to see how the energy can be used to take negativity and turn it upside down and bring minds and hearts together in the greater harmonic. This is what the great minds have orchestrated. This is why when you go back, some of the earliest instruments you find in China are the herringbone flutes. Some of the great signs that we find amongst the cultures of North Africa and the Middle East, again, are the musical instruments. It was the music of the soul, the inner being, that gave structure and purpose to life. And so we are here as architects of the new dawn. We are here working with Carlos Santana, we're here working with space law is to say, don't put weapons of destruction out of space, preserve it for the future. We're here working with Jane Goodall and other ecologists in Africa. In fact, the Academy for Future Science is an African NGO at the United Nations. So we're working on the front lines. Come and join us. Come and see the opportunities we have to open up the university without walls, to open up the university of the heart and to breathe the stardust of the future. So the planet is open for you, for your input, for your change, to transform what is needed, what you see, what you want to do. Just move ahead with it. And I know we will be living in a better place in the future. And that is why you are here. And that is why you are listening. And that is why you are loving and learning. And you do have a future. We all have a future. And don't give up. Don't give up on any of it. And do, like Desiree said, plan it out and, and do it. A very important question. How does information translate from the higher source and other parts of the universe to us here on Mother Earth? A very good question. Where we're finding out that the universe is being shaped all the time by cosmic vibrations. Some research is being done in the field of zero-point energy, which is the unseen energy field that shapes the material substance of life as we know it. But we have found out the DNA did not originate with Mother Earth. It exists already in the greater universe. There's the cosmic code of life 
that is there in the way we begin to listen to the cosmic oscillations and extrapolate the meaningful information we need to realize that there are other possibilities that we can build upon. Why? Because what we have here on Mother Earth is a microcosm of the Divine Mother, which is a metaphor for saying the ongoing nature and structure of life itself. Another question is was given to us for for you given to you as someone who lives with the mentality that I need to take control of my life and am not as spontaneous where do I start when trying to let my life guide me So it's important to realize this is something you won't be taught in school but you'll find out in your life people have two aspects to themselves they have their mind their rational mind that gives them the logic which is what you were talking about mentality and then they have their emotional body the heart so everything in life and every person is really a balance between the head and the heart and this is something that you're going to have to just grow into and figure out how to manage what when and where so some people are too emotional and it gets beyond them to be able to cope with their lives. Others are too rational, which means they don't want to look at new possibilities and new things that are outside the box. And sometimes it's the heart that needs to take over the head. Sometimes it's the head that needs to take over the heart. And really, ultimately, we talk about the higher mind, which really brings in the higher consciousness and the greater unconditional love, which has greater understanding. So when you can really take it to another level, then you're able to work in perfect balance. And that's what you're talking about. So this higher mind is considered also, in my book, The Keys of Enoch, the over-self mind that looks down. In fact, astronaut Mitchell, when he was in outer space, had what was called the overview effect. When he saw a little blue-green planet, he recognized all humanity was together on this little planet, and we could all work together and search ahead. He was outside of the Earth body, looking back through the cosmic eyes of Mother Earth. We have to have this overview effect, which comes mystically through what the ancients would call the higher self or the over-self looking down at a physical self, recognizing that we've got three brains. The primitive brain structure that comes really from the basics of evolution. Fight and flight. We have the cerebral cortex, which is the mind that has come through evolution of both left and right. And then we have a third brain of putting both together, the male and the female side, that which is pragmatic and that which is idealistic or highly artistic. And we put together the three brains. We are a trinitized brain, so we say network or matrix or synergistic symphony of seeing more than the average eye or the average ear can see or hear. We are a living life force, a holistic force. And that's the whole emphasis that Astro and Mitchell wanted to put forth when he set up his institute called Noetic Studies or Noetic Science to see through the higher mind or, or noose, the noetic nature, the complete nature our work has also been on the board of noetic science and we are here to bring together the higher knowledge scientifically that we've seen beyond the limits of the material with the higher aspects of the spiritual which means to see the different spiritual paths all in harmony the super spiritual to see the completeness of the higher mind the higher body and the higher spirit as it were the spirit of life converge and be meaningful in creativity 
And so to put also in this the power of the heart, many people, at least by age 18 or 25, have tried to put their heart out to others, only to find that others don't receive that. But that's why it has to be unconditional love, not in the face of violence or fear or sacrifice, or sacrifice, but in the sense of understanding. So we need to always not be in fear, not also be in the midst of violence. I say that to many people who feel that they have no option but to live in the midst of violence. That's not true. But also then to feel comfortable enough to open your heart to, we'll say, your greater mission in life and to try to fulfill that regardless of who and what where and how. And we are here to help you. And the Academy for Future Science has been working for half of a century to, to help you. And I'm very grateful to have to know this work and be a part of this work. There is one more question before we end our, our podcast time here together. And that is, what do we need to believe in? We need to believe in ourselves. We need to see the vital life force that has brought us into existence as the basic connecting point to the future, to the connection of the privileges that we have, the selective factor we use in who we choose to work with or live with, or what we are to do with the fantastic opportunities we have in our life cycle. And we also need to believe that we are not alone, not only in what we want to accomplish, but not alone in terms of the forces that will help us accomplish things. I mean, we talk about the presence that exists, that really when you want to help others, it's amazing what will come to you. When you honestly, from your own heart, want to help one another, you will be directed in amazing ways that you've never imagined before. I mean, think of Mother Teresa as an example. And I know we're not going to all be Mother Teresa's, but there's an energy behind that that will give you strength to move ahead. This is called the altruistic gene of giving rather than taking. The selfish gene with only ones to take as much plastic as possible with their little credit card in this world and build up their little empire of materialism. The altruistic gene, however, shows the need for greater cooperation amongst people throughout the world, need for greater compassion through human hearts in unity throughout the world, and the need to see the overall effect of where we go from here in terms of a living, vibratory, collective consciousness that we're all part of. And so as we expand our mind from the selfish ego to the mind of human service, let us expand it one level beyond the planetary mind, what the ancients call the noose, the noetics, of how we can best be of service, because if we're not to be the avant-garde, to make the sacrifices, to make the breakthroughs in science and spirituality on a unified basis, who's there to do it? Most people, unfortunately, are too embedded in their parental scripting or those of their immediate emotional body to see the overall effect of how we are to work with the multitudes of humanity waking up and hearing the cries of Mother Earth. So we have to have a little bit of psychology, sociology, economic practicality, but also futurism. Be futurist to see a positive future, and that you'll be able to use as you open new doors and new pathways. I like to think of this planet as 
spaceship, like spaceship Earth, spaceship Earth, and the schoolhouse of Mother Earth, and that and that we do realize that we are part of this family of light, as above, so below, that sort of thing. And I want, I want to also um, remind our listeners that uh, the Academy for Future Science puts on many seminars throughout the world, and you can access their work on their websites, uh, thekeysofenoch.org. What else, um, Desiree? futurescience.org and our YouTube channels and our Facebook channels, yes. So, yeah, it's amazing because everyone is here really for a reason, and you're here right now for a reason. Uh, Everyone has to discover that reason for themselves, but it's not only just the work you're doing, you brought this up about School Around Earth, it's also to grow, to learn how to work with one another, to learn how to share together, and to be able to function regardless of your circumstances. That's so important. That's the learning of Schoolhouse Earth. It's not just doing your job. It's actually being able to function in love, unconditional love in the real world with one another. And those of you who are between 17 and 27 years of age, you are the critical mass. You are the critical dynamic for demographics throughout Mother Earth, the young people who are being starved for want of higher knowledge or the people that are being marginalized because of bureaucracies, or those that are being repressed because of the need to bring out, as it were, the female side that many do not see is important. So you who are the minds of the future, you who are the carriers of poetry and compassion for the future, realize that female is just as important as the male in the equation of life. The code of life is really to integrate the inner and the outer the inner cosmos of your heart with the greater cosmos of the living star systems and the living civilizations that I believe we're going to meet, as some of my astronauts have told me. And as I've testified that the United Nations and the government disclosure programs that you can eventually find on the website, be aware also of new realities and our conversations with Ellen Steinfeld and the great programs we've put together covering approximately 20 different subjects from archaeology to space science. Be the new frontier, and if possible, be part of that 2% of humanity that always thinks positively to all things at all times. So whether you're male or female, you'll have to be able to learn how to use compassion, to have patience, to have a greater understanding, and we encourage everyone to get in touch with their higher selves through meditation and prayerfulness and be able to use that energy to make positive changes, not only in your own life and your surroundings, but in the work you do with others. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And please go to the Dr. Hertog's website, the Academy for Future Science. Futurescience.org and keysofenoch.org. And we're going to hear now a little music from some of our work with Stephen Halpern and others, an excerpt from what is called Sacred Name, Sacred Codes. And feel free to sing along and open those windows in the car and sing. And feel the vibrations because... These vibrations that go up with the historic mantrams have carried people down through the centuries. Why? Because they get really into the inner fiber of your heartbeat and they span inner vitality of what your eyes are connected with in terms of the vibrations of a living universe, the vibrations of a living soul, the vibrations of a living humanity that is graduating 
from humankind into spacekind, ad astra, as the ancient Greeks would say, to the stars. Be blessed, and your eyes always look to the heavens, and joy be with you. Thank you so very much, Drs. J.J. and Desiree Hurtok, to the Academy for Future Science, and to our family of light, as we begin this new chapter in our human history. We will see you all at the Cosmic University of Life Without Walls, as we all work together and bend those spoons with the power of our love. Thank you. This is Colleen Grace Clabby signing off from Sedona, Arizona. Thank you very much. Bye. As the divine names become more and more activated within us, as we become divinely awakened, we have now discovered that our physical body is encoded from the light frequency, from the sacred name and the living eternal vibrations that were in existence before this program of life. And through this, the divine becomes one with us and we become one with the divine and we understand the name Yod Hey Vod Hey Echad because now we are one. O Universal Maker, Yod Hey Vod Hey Oseinu. May your higher knowledge, O Dios, help us to understand your love given to us that indwells in our hearts, and your divine name, shaped by the vibrations of our being. You have also given the sacred letters of your being to us, so we can awaken to your assurance that we will be transformed, cell by cell, back into the light. We affirm that within every organ of our body is your God code, your indwelling power of the light. <laughs> 